0: Well, this is one of the best things, favorite thing, the most enjoyable thing I do all week, and that's bring you Take 10. Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist, expert on caregiving, is our special honored guest on our Take 10 hotline. And Carol Zerniel, our co-host on Take 10, brings you her experience as a nationally known gerontologist as well and has come up with not only a timely and topical, but an incredible topic for today.
1: Right. So... Um... I've been reading the newspaper lately and watching the news, which is dangerous, Um, and there's a lot of talk about civil unrest and concerns of violence. And violence isn't confined to just communities, right? Caregivers can get into situations. I was remembering a time where I visited with a family, and the gentleman with Alzheimer's became very upset with something I said. And he got up out of his chair, walked right up to me, raised his fist, and I just knew he was going to smash me in the face. Luckily, he didn't. I smiled pleasantly at him. I kind of looked at him, uh, and he didn't hit me. But, Jamie, we all run into situations where we need to de-escalate emotions, de-escalate possible violence. Are there techniques you can recommend?
2: Well, Carol, reading the newspaper today, you need de-escalation techniques for almost every story I'm looking at. So it may be the sign of the times, but it's an excellent uh, topic for, for us. Because caregivers, especially even as we go into the holidays, are going to find out there's exacerbating situations with family members, loved ones, you know, anybody and everybody in their sphere, between COVID, between civil rights unrest, Thanksgiving, the holidays, you know, it's, it's really landmines ahead. So the first thing I would recommend to any caregiver, first and foremost, understand there's no single response that will work in every situation. So every time we have a show, every week, uh, you know, the powerful message is you have to take care of yourself, right? Take your oxygen first. You have to have two feet on the ground because this issue will pop up, and de-escalation is about having two feet, On that ground, not one. So realize the first thing is to respect the situation. Respect the person in front of you, okay? And maintain your coolness, your groundedness, first and foremost. And get calm. Get calm, proactive, don't react. That would be the first thing I would say. There are many others I follow, but let's start with that.
0: And when you say get calm, don't react... Uh, very often it's a knee-jerk when someone comes at you that way. It's fight or flight.
2: It is, Ron. It is. And there's no doubt the first thing in order, you always have to have protection, community protection, personal protection. It's always there. That's why we have things called the the Baker Act, the 72-hour hold, if somebody is suicidal or homicidal. The only thing we do first is contain the situation. So if you're a caregiver, no question about it, whatever that situation is, you have to protect yourself. You have to obviously, you know, if there's people around, you have to make sure there's people around you. A, are aware that things could pop up, but B, take care of your own health and your own safety. That's number one. However that happens in that situation. A, that means also be proactive. Basically know the care, caree in front of you. And if it's like the one Carol's describing and you're a family member, you've known that some time, then you really have to be prepared long before that situation happens.
0: My folks were married almost 65 years. My dad, I can never remember him raising his voice until he developed Alzheimer's and at one point got really uh, potentially violent with my mom. It lasted for maybe a month. It was pretty scary to see that change in deportment. She couldn't believe it. She stuck with it, and he never hit her, but it got close.
2: So Carol knows this, and I'll throw it back to her, but episodic behavioral outbursts. For those with Alzheimer's or other neurological disorders, it's not uncommon. And immediately, as a family member, as a caregiver, you have to realize you cannot take it personally. I know that's tough in the moment. We say protect yourself. You know, Make sure you're taking care of your health and wellness of your own two feet. But you really have to understand that what you just described wrong, you can't take personally. Uh, neurological issues like Alzheimer's create episodic psychiatric anger outbursts, and those will start happening. And as they happen more and more frequently, obviously, we have to be thinking about the right setting, environment, or milieu for a loved one.
0: Carol, what do you think uh, de-escalated your situation?
1: Well, I, I think to, to Jamie's point about, you know, a calm demeanor. He said, I kept a very pleasant look on my face, uh, a very inviting, I'm listening to you kind of look. And he studied me very closely. I remember he just got right in my face and looked at me. Um, and I think that because I was reacting calmly and pleasantly, he knew something in, where, in there that his reaction was not the, re, uh, the right reaction. And he backed up. But I, I also think that, you know, you have to be smart. I was sitting in a chair. Had I been standing up? I would have very carefully, like a bear or some kind of a wild animal situation, I would have very carefully gotten out of arm's reach. I right. didn't have that opportunity, but trust me, if I had been standing up, and there hadn't been a wall behind me, I would have been backing well, up slowly as he got up.
2: So, you know, Carol, as clinicians, our first word of concern when we're doing an assessment or evaluation when something like that can happen is that caregivers, like clinicians, need to make sure that their chair is facing the door, okay, that they don't put that person that they're speaking to that may have this outburst, okay, right there next to the door and get their their path blocked. So we know as clinicians the first thing we need to do maybe is what Ron says, is to protect our own personal self and get out that door. But what you did, I mean, was spot on. You respected the personal space. You had a calmer, safer demeanor. And that's what it's about, safety. You weren't provocative in any way. And you allowed, I guess, which is so important in any anger situation, the person felt that you were bearing witness, meaning you were attentive, but you weren't reactive. And so they were able to unload, if you will, and your demeanor also allowed them to feel safer. But, you know, to Ron's point, you always make sure you don't want to be caught uh, between the patient or, the, or your loved one and the door.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good Texas kind of a, yeah. a habit. You know, you never, <laughs> never right. want to play cards and have your <laughs> back to the door, <laughs> uh, or, or a window. <laughs> but you, but you want always have an escape route. Um, well, and then you know the other thing that I think I learned in my own um, caregiving experiences and, and working with families is agreeing with a person who is upset. And I have used that multiple times when somebody was in a rage saying, oh, I agree with you. You should be angry. I understand. You do want to hit me, you know, and just agreeing with absolutely everything they say.
2: So, again, the interesting thing, because you're such a good gerontologist, and obviously, you know, you're an excellent clinician, because when you say agree, you really are doing what we do as therapists, is you're starting where the patient is at rather than where you think they should be at. So as they're in that sort of anger Possibly semi-pre-violent state. You're actually starting with their at and agreeing with them, honoring that feeling. even in that moment, of, you know, acquiescing. This is not about you. This is now about de-escalating the situation and allowing the person in front of you to feel safe and obviously to be very mindful of yourself of your own personal safety.
0: He's Dr. Jamie Heisman. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zernial, our co-host, is with us. You're listening to Take 10. Jamie, we've got about a minute left. With all of the negative news and increasing concern over COVID-19, so many more people dead, so many more people uh, now diagnosed with the disease, that has to overlap with the kind of feelings that people have about fear, about uh, concern for their safety, uh, about a loss of control, and hopelessness. How do we get that back? How do we control those feelings?
2: Well, the first thing, obviously, is to take action. We always talk about those things which we cannot control. The pandemic, obviously. Yeah, civil rights unrest. Um, our own, let's say, chronic illness that we, we got. Uh, so we, those things we can't control. But we can't control our response, right? So the first thing I would say is, I don't know when this is going to be aired, but both Vote, vote. I hope it's this. And if you ask her words, I hope you did vote, because that's called a reaction to something you maybe cannot control. But I also want our caregivers to understand what Carol really brought up here. You did, too, Ron. Start to become aware of all these things around you and realize that you you need to keep yourself and your two feet on the ground. You need to be aware of verbal, nonverbal cues and others. But really, most importantly, you also need to be in touch with your own anger, that which will react. The situation Bingo. around.
0: Gotta stop it so right take there. Care of
2: yourself, that's number one.
0: We are flat out of time. We'll get number two next week. Hold on to number two. Doctor Jamie Heisman, Carol Zurniel. I'm Ron Aaron. This has been Take Ten.